0: This is episode 86 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas! Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Christian travelers, what are you doing for this Christmas? I know it's literally around the corner um, and many of you have already shopped your little hearts out and are just getting ready to finally get to celebrate with family and friends and I am so excited. Um, I know that because of COVID, it is affecting some of you and I just want to let you know that you are in my prayers because God is taking care of you, taking care of your loved ones, um, even in this time. And, um, at the same time, we have so much to rejoice in. Like, we are nearing the end of 2020, and God still reigns. God is still good. His son came into the world and died for our sins, and we have a hope that so many other people don't have right now, um, and that is the hope in what comes next and that is heaven, eternity, salvation. And as travelers, we get to go out into the world and share that hope and love with uh, the people that we meet. So today I want to talk about Christmas, and honestly, I don't really know where this is going yet because we can talk about the amazing blessing of Christ, we can talk about the amazing Uh, gifts that we get to share with others. And of course, we can talk about some cool things that travelers might enjoy even during COVID uh, gift wise. If you have a friend that you're shopping for last minute, I don't have any sponsorships. So it's just my genuine advice. But let's go ahead and dive into first and foremost, the story of our Savior. I know that being a traveler, it's hard. We we want community and being a traveler is kind of a loner's work. You're out there and you're meeting new people every day and it is so easy to either become comfortable with just being by yourself or just being with the loved ones you're traveling with and not like meeting people along the way. But part of the journey, part of part of the blessing of being a traveler is is being called to, to be in relationship with those around you. And Christ could have come as king and, like, born a prince of royalty, but he was born in a loyally manger. Um, and the first people that got to meet him were shepherds, and the angels came and announced it to them, and, and they came and met Jesus. And then a couple years later, the wise men came and, And when he's brought to the temple, like, there's so many people that get to meet him in his lifetime, and then he goes out and does ministry, and he's just relational with the people that our world tends to cast out. And so the first people that Jesus went to, Jesus got to meet, were these lowly shepherds um, that so many people overlook. Um, and I think that's just the heart of who God is. He's there for all of us, um, but he's especially there for the outcast, the da- downtrodden, um, and they are ones that really need hope. And so as you're in this Christmas season, how can you share that hope with those around you? And if you aren't able to travel, uh, that's okay too. We can still share that hope and that love um, on social media uh, with the people in our neighborhoods and and it might even be a little gift bag on their doorstep, or a blessing bag, or just the prayer. Prayer is a powerful thing, um, and so don't underestimate the power of that, or the underestimate the role that you play as a traveler in this world. God sent Jesus into a time when uh, they traveled by foot from town to town, and he he had a lot of followers, he had a lot of people he healed, he did a lot of amazing miracles, but he also just took the time to be real with people, to let them know he knows their story, he recognizes them as amazing individuals, and, um, for the blessings of who God has made them to be, they're sinful people, yes, but, um, they're loved and cherished by him, and that's, that was enough for him to come here to die and rise again and while it's not Easter that we're talking about we're just talking about the gift of him coming for us. So, he can relate to us in our travels a lot more times, a lot more ways than I think we often think about because he experienced the journey, the road, the wilderness, the loneliness, and sometimes even being lonely, like, like, in a crowd, I would imagine. And then also that need to, like, isolate after. How many times when he was in a crowd did he go out on his own to be with God um, in the wilderness to, like, just recoup and then come back to be with people? So that is the blessing that we get to celebrate this Christmas. Um, and what are you doing for Christmas? We're gonna go see my husband's relatives, um, and celebrate Christmas that way, and over Thanksgiving, uh, uh, one of the holidays here in the U.S., uh, we celebrated Christmas with my parents, which, that was a little bit different, uh, never done it that way, but just figuring out what Christmas looks like now as a married woman, so that's kinda just a little snippet of what my Christmas is looking like. Where you're at, is there a lot of snow? Is it, like, a warm season for you? I, i like, can't imagine Australia. I think December is kind of their summer months. Santa Claus, in all the childhood movies I ever watched, comes in the snow. So, Santa surfing is, like, a totally different (laughs) concept. Also, do you celebrate Christmas with Santa? Or do you, like, have a different tradition to, like, better incorporate Jesus in somehow, because, like, if you do, please head to Facebook or Instagram. You can find links to that on my website, christiantravelers.net. I would love to hear what your ideas are, because, like, down the road when we start a family, like, I'm looking for some of those unique traditions, and I love hearing what other people do. So, um, and if you don't mind me stealing your ideas, that's, uh, uh this is a great place, um, as Christian Travelers to share ideas and just... Whoosh, Anyway, so we have the amazing blessing of Jesus. Um, I'm curious what you're doing. And uh, and now I want to talk a little bit about some, like, travel gifts that are absolutely amazing. The first one I honestly want to put out there is a miniature Bible. Now, um, I know a lot of us have Bibles, but, like, when we're traveling, if, if you've ever been in that situation, like, when you're backpacking or whatever, like, I know our Bibles are on our phones. I know there's so many ways that like we have access to scripture right now in our world today, but having it actually physically there, there's something about that that is just so powerful. And as travelers, it's so important for us to be a witness. And one of the non-invasive ways to just like kind of bring Christ into the conversation is just reading your physical Bible in a public place. Like, if you're at a coffee shop and you're reading your Bible, you're not preaching it to someone, you're not going crazy, which everyone has their own interpretation of that. But, like, if you're in that setting, I guarantee you that there's other people around you who see that and at least recognize that you're a Christian, or you might even have another Christian come up to you and talk to you. Um, it can even just be a conversation starter. If someone it doesn't even know what you're reading, they may be like, ooh, what book you're reading there? And it's just, like, a window for conversation. And when you have your phone in front of you, like, how many things are on our phones? Facebook, Instagram, social media, work. Like, there's so many things that it's like, not as attention-getting anymore as, like, actually having a physical book. Such a rarity um, and such an easy conversation starter. The next thing I want to say is a scratch-off map. Now, maybe (laughs) that's absolutely cliche, but I love collecting things, but I like collecting things in the forms of travels. I want to visit all the national parks in the United States just so that I can say I collected those experiences. And let me tell you, I don't have many national parks yet, but having a map, it's like having that on that wall, it's like, yeah, I'm checking it off, I'm doing it, or the countries, or Um, whatever is kind of unique and related to the traveler in your life. Another one is cord and charger management. All of us, whether we are traveling for work or for fun, like, anymore, so much of our life is electronic. And just having a way to keep track of all of your headphones, your charger cables, like, all of that in one well-organized pouch is amazing, and there's all different kinds of ones out there, so just be on the lookout for something like that. super helpful for you or your travel buddies. Okay, this is, like, one of, I know there's so many different ways to travel, and depending on your situation, you have different bags. Like, as a girl, I know it's so stereotypical to have a million different purses, That's actually not me, I am much more of a backpack kind of person, but I want it minimal. So I typically have an over the shoulder of the bag, which according to Google is called a sling bag, which that's kind of funny because I've had people like approach me before and been like, oh no, did you like break your arm? Thinking that like, like neither of my arms are inside of a cast or anything. But just with this strap across my body, I think they think I'm in a sling. But it is a, it's called a sling backpack. And there's a ton of different brands out there. Um, I really like mine because the sling part that goes across my front has a pocket where I put my phone. Now, I know a lot of them, like, the pocket for your phone is in the back. And so you just swing it around yourself and it's right there. But, like, having my phone easy access and I don't have to mess around with swinging my backpack around, like, that's super nice. I really recommend them, but I also know that, like, if you're traveling in places where, like, theft is a thing and, like, all of that, I don't know if this is your first choice or not. I do appreciate, though, that the zipper is, like, super close to my body, and so they would really, like, it'd be near impossible, I think, at least with my brand, to um, get close to those things. The biggest problem I have with mine is that sometimes, like, I have a really heavy wallet in there, and so sometimes it can, like, start to unzip the zipper, but it's never been a problem that, like, anything has ever been stolen or anything. So, I don't know. I really recommend them. They're really nice. They're tiny. Um, even if it's just, like, a day bag, like, you're going to the beach, and so you just need some minimal things, it's a nice, compact, small, easy-to-carry tool. Okay, and then the last one I'm gonna do is just a travel journal. Any opportunity you have to document your story and how God is working your life is, like, such an important thing, and so there's all kinds of travel journals out there. Um, Even just, like, a general notebook is good, and so the just writing and getting in that habit is such an amazing thing and if you're looking for a prompt for this week relating to travel, whether you're traveling or not, I've got two and the first is I've seen God in my week by and then just like spend 30 minutes f- filling that in and most likely after like five10 minutes you're gonna hit like this blanking out point. I encourage you to just keep going because, when you come around with more ideas the second time, I bet they're even more awe-inspiring and cooler than the first ones because they're more genuine. They aren't just, like, the surface-level things. Um, and the other thing is I experience God in my travels by or I'm looking forward to experiencing God in my travels by. Just so that you're getting in the mindset of, like, okay, I traveled to see my family this week and God was there or... I'm looking forward to traveling, but God, you're in my prayers as I get ready for that season or whatever. I do have a travel journal on my website and, like, if you don't want to use that, don't use that. That's totally cool. Anything, any notebook you have is great, but if you're looking for prompts, if you're looking for, um, just things to pray about, if you're looking for, um, how do I pray before my trip, during my trip, after my trip, and how do I document God in that process, and especially how do I talk about it with people along the way, that is a great resource for you. But honestly, those questions that I just asked can be great prompts for you to just even get started um, in just a general notebook, too. So whatever works for you. Again, I'm not sponsored, I just felt like it's Christmas time and why not talk about some of these travel tools. But These are just some random things that I think are cool with travel, but I know that all of you travel in different ways, so head over to Facebook or Instagram and let me know what cool and crazy travel tools you use, because I would love to and uh, look at them, and while I might not buy them for Christmas, my birthday is coming up in a few months, and who knows what the, how many things I'll have on there by then, so um, I'd love some more travel inspiration. Um, one of the cool things I've been doing lately is sharing a travel story every week and the travel story I want to share with you is actually from Christmas with my family a few years ago. Um, I think I've mentioned before that we are crazy and when we travel, we book it. It Didn't always used to be that way as kids, but kind of, it really was. But now that we're all older, we can all drive. Uh, my family, we, a few years ago, we went to California. We're from the Midwest. It was over a 24-hour drive. They booked it on down there, um, and they just rotated on and off through the night who was driving. I I was blessed and, and like, slightly sad at the same time that um, I was in church ministry at the time. And so Christmas is a big season in the church, and so obviously I had to work. Um, but then I flew down for Christmas To spend time with my family in California. So I didn't have to do the long journey driving. And we did all kinds of crazy things. We were like, we got to see where my parents lived in California at one point. We got to go to San Diego. And I bought uh, my Christmas present to the family was uh, whale watching. So. Uh, we went out and got to see, like, over 200 dolphins swim alongside of our boat, and we got to see maybe five or six whales come up, because that was, that's their season. They travel kind of in the winter time, here in the States, and so that was really cool to see, and somehow we didn't end up nauseous, so also good. Um, and we went to Universal Studios, we tried to go to Disney, um, but the line at Christmas was so long. And, like, I know there's so many people that they cringe at this, but we chose not to go to Disney. And we went to another amusement park and just hung out. And it was just super fun, um, super memorable. My relatives kind of live down there and they are really into plants and agriculture. Um, and so California is very different than Iowa. So we got introduced to like a bunch of different plants and they sent us home with some to like try and grow and just all kinds of little cool things. And then we, I was part of the 24 hour drive back. Um, and we just rotated on and off throughout the night. Um, and my mom is like, she She's a warrior, and so when it, there was so much snow and ice that she anticipated, like, she could hardly sleep. But we made it back safely and all was well. One of the most cringeworthy things was that, like, I saw signs for the Grand Canyon, and I've never been. Um, and I really want to go, so uh, it was hard to pass those signs knowing that we were, I don't know, its probably another hour or so away, but, like, still, that's much closer than <laughs> the typical 20-some hours from home, so. And then, on the way home, we also, like, randomly ran into my college university's basketball team. They were apparently playing in Flagstaff, and so, it was just kind of random we went to a random mexican restaurant and they were all there um so i'd say it was just like the weird little things that god lined up um and just this quality time with our family that we have never been winter vacationers we always just travel in the summer but we chose that year to do it in the winter Um, So it was just the blessing of getting something new and different, and we didn't use our pop-up camper. Um, I know I've told you guys about that before, but um, we, like, went further, so it was just kind of those cool adventures. So if you're having amazing Christmas memories, also share that on Facebook, Instagram. I want to hear about it. And if you're looking for a travel journal or to book your next trip, there are amazing resources on our website, christiantravelers.net. I'm excited to book your 2021 adventures and until next time, safe travels and God bless.